What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome to The Daily Break. I'm Andrew Tallman. Here's what's happening today at Newsweek. Following President Biden's visit to Warsaw, Poland this weekend, in which he met with Ukrainian refugees and gave a powerful speech about the history of the difference and the ongoing struggle between what he called autocratic regimes and free Western ones, that speech also getting a lot of attention for nine ad-libbed words which essentially called for regime change against Russia, something which the White House has since walked back significantly. Meanwhile, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has put forward a more conciliatory proposition on Russian independent media. During a 90-minute Zoom call on Sunday, Zelensky proposed that he was willing to meet some of the Kremlin's demands in future talks between the two countries' diplomats as long as those proposals were ratified by a referendum and had third-party oversight to ensure the safety of Ukraine. The first big issue involves the future of the Donbass, which is a very complicated thing because it's a mixture of Ukrainian and Russian residents. It's the portion of eastern Ukraine that's been the site of so much conflict ever since 2014 when the Russians took over Crimea. There's been ongoing military conflict, their war essentially, between Ukrainians and Russian-sponsored separatists. It contains the regions of Donetsk and Luhansk, which were recognized as independent people's republics by the Kremlin just prior to this year's invasion. There's about six or seven million people living there, at least before the current war broke out, and untold hundreds of thousands, perhaps millions, have actually left the region either into Ukraine or Russia since then. Russia claims to control about 93% of Luhansk and 54% of Donetsk, and what Zelensky is proposing is that Russians retreat to their pre-February 24th lines so they can have an honest conversation about what the future there might look like. Meanwhile, the other newsworthy element out of that interview was Zelensky's willingness to consider becoming a so-called neutral country, which would mean it wouldn't join NATO, it also wouldn't become a part of Russia. The key part of that is that it would have to go before the Ukrainian people for a referendum vote, and the security of Ukraine would have to be guaranteed by third parties. The reception in Russia has been a little bit cooler as media censors there have vetoed publication of the interview done in the Russian language and have vowed to investigate the four journalists involved. Well, if you didn't watch the Oscars, you still probably by now heard about the slap heard around the world. After Chris Rock made a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith's lack of hair, which she has shaved off due to alopecia, Will Smith, who at first seemed to laugh at the remark, turned to his wife, who was clearly far less happy about it. And then what we all saw was Will Smith walk up to the stage and violently smack Chris Rock across the face. That moment and what happened shortly thereafter as Will Smith returned to his seat sounded like this. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the <laughs> out of me. Get my name out your mouth. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane joke. Keep my wife's name out your mouth. I'm going to, okay? Chris Rock then tried to go on with the performance that didn't really succeed, and they cut to other elements. Later in the evening, Will Smith got on stage to receive the award for Best Actor for his performance in King Richard, the father of the Williams sisters. 
during which he gave some apologies, not to Chris Rock in particular, and talked about the difficult emotions he was going through and the importance of defending the people that he loved, but that love itself can make you do somewhat unpredictable things. Art imitates life. I look like the crazy father, just like they said. <laughs> I look like crazy father, just like they said about Richard Williams. Um, but love will make you do crazy things. If the ratings for the Oscars had lagged, awareness of the Oscars the morning after have certainly picked up today. But this raises a question. Following the sexual harassment scandal involving Harvey Weinstein in 2018, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences issued new standards of conduct and reminded its members that inclusion in the Academy is a privilege and bad conduct might well lead to their expulsion from the Academy, possibly even the stripping of awards, which brings us to today, where the Academy posted a message on Twitter saying it, quote, does not condone violence of any form. So this raises the question of whether Will Smith might actually lose the one Oscar he's ever won over the incident. Something which, by the way, is a misdemeanor. It's battery. But Chris Rock declined to prosecute. And in most police jurisdictions, if the victim of a non-domestic violence misdemeanor battery chooses not to pursue charges, the police generally don't have any role to play. For those who are keeping tabs on such things, Will Smith had been previously nominated for the Pursuit of Happiness in Ali, but this was his first win. Which means that if the act does cost him that award in the end, it would prove prescient the comment that he says Denzel Washington told him prior to the acceptance speech. Denzel said to me a few minutes ago, he said, at your highest moment, be careful, that's when the devil comes for you. And finally, despite tremendous success with the module, SpaceX is apparently going to cease production of its Crew Dragon human spaceflight capsule, capping the existing fleet at just four. Company president Gwyn Shotwell tells Reuters, SpaceX is in the process of finishing the final capsule and would thereafter only be manufacturing components so that existing ones can be refurbished. This comes as SpaceX is now really focusing on the Starship rocket, an upcoming spacecraft that's designed to basically take astronauts to the moon and to Mars. Unlike the success for Crew Dragon, which has done all kinds of things, Starship has yet to get into space and the enormous booster stage hasn't even flown yet. On the other hand, Crew Dragon on the Demo-1 mission flew into space in March of 2019, docked with the International Space Station, and undocked and returned back to Earth safely. Before Demo 2, in May of 2020, was the first time in nearly a decade that U.S. astronauts launched into space from U.S. soil. After the space shuttle program and until that day, the U.S. had been relying on Soyuz capsules for International Space Station transport from Russia. Crew Dragon also was the platform used in September of 21 when an all-civilian crew went into space for the first time ever as part of the Inspiration4 mission. They orbited the Earth for about three days with no professional astronaut on board and came back safely to the Atlantic Ocean, in the process raising almost a quarter of a billion dollars in money for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Crew Dragon even broke the record for longest non-demonstration flight involving a U.S. crew vehicle when it stayed attached to the International Space Station for 84 days passing the record set in 1974 by the Skylab 4 mission, eventually staying at the International Space Station for over 160 days and setting a brand new record, before returning to Earth in May of 21. So if SpaceX thinks that 4 is enough, certainly of a very successful vehicle, I suppose we have to all hope that they're right, and that the promise and hope of Starship as a platform really manifests itself in the near future. 
That's it for The Daily Break. Be sure to head over to Newsweek.com for these stories and more, including our growing podcast lineup. And please consider subscribing to our digital and print editions of Newsweek if you haven't already. And hit me with that five-star review while you're here. I appreciate it. I'm Andrew Tallman. Thanks for listening to The Daily Break, brought to you by Newsweek. Newsweek.